What's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting, and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at The Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, what is going on, sir? We got farmers changing the world, improving it, making it a better place. Still haven't figured out the fall drive. My life's going to be kind, kind of crazy. That wasn't even a complete sentence. <laughs> I was stuttering there. Stuttering there for a second. But we're going to figure some things out. But yeah, I'm really like mine i'm excited to hear yours to be honest with you the quick summary that you gave before we started i was kind of like what is going on here so jp i think you should go first today sir before we get to that make sure to like share subscribe rate and review helps us out so much i'm going to eventually whenever school starts and i actually have some free time i know that doesn't make any sense because i have more <laughs> free time because yeah they are whipping a boy at work you know what i mean but uh yeah, we're going to get back on the visuals. We got some cool things coming. But yeah, support the podcast. Subscribe to our Patreon where you get that bonus episode every Monday, I guess. That's when I put them out. Where you get more positive news stories. And Tim talks about being a parent. It's actually hilarious. I'm thinking about going out and like compiling all of them and making that an episode. Ha! <laughs> Watch the growth with Layla. Exactly. But yeah, let's get to these, these uh, farmer stories. So mine is about a farmer named Segundo Gonzalez. Nice. He was born in Ecuador, and he ended up in Wisconsin, Wacupa, Wisconsin, nearly 4,000 miles away. He's here in America with his four brothers and one sister. But he grew up in Ecuador. His father was a vegetarian and a farmer in Ecuador, and his mother was a nurse. And she was the first indigenous person in her community ever to become a nurse. But he wanted to father, follow in his father's footsteps and become a veterinarian and a farmer in Ecuador. But even as a veterinarian, whenever he got through, he had barely enough to live on. A US couple came for the Peace Corps and they were like, wow, you got an education. You really value working hard. We'll sponsor you to like get your, cause he had his bachelor's. We'll sponsor you to come to America you get your master's degree in animal science. So he took the English test three times, finally passed it, and he had to apply. And they, this couple helped him apply for jobs. They finally got hired. He came over here. And let's just say it wasn't pretty. He was working at the very bottom, the very bottom at this farming place. He was doing things like milking, cleaning, sweeping, flushing out manure, and then getting his master's degree, making like $8 an hour. So he's doing the worst of the worst in, on the farm and he's going to school full-time. Does not sound pretty. While being in a foreign country without his family, not speaking a first language. Takes an emotional toll for sure. After he graduated, he had to go back. He lost his visa. So when he went back, he was like, I'm a quick learner. Nothing's gonna stop me. He took what he learned, went down there, and started making a little more money. So he's in Ecuador making more money now, okay. And then, he was like, man, I wanna go back, because the place he was working at, they put him at the bottom, but he was so good, they just kept promoting him, because he, he was just crushing it. Like, he was beating everybody, he was figuring things out. So like, hey, we'll pay you to come back. In Wisconsin? In Wisconsin. <laughs> Take that world. So he got the thing, he brought over his family, a few of them at first, got his working visa, 
started working there because like, I don't want to be a worker, I want to be an owner, I want to work for myself. So after he got his family, his three brothers and his sister over, they all were working full time, they saved up money and they bought a farm. It had a, it was, the farm had 147 milking cows on it and they were producing about 60 pounds of milk per day, but they didn't have enough cash on them to purchase it, so they got a land contract. After one year, they had 50 more cows and they were producing 100 pounds of milk per day. They had a, now they have a 24 acre farm and they're all, and they're just, they're crushing it basically. And they're producing all the best milk in the region. <coughs> I think it's really awesome. Just shows you the level of hard work you put in. And that's exactly the kind of people we need here in America. And that's why immigration and farmers are so important. And they've basically unified a whole community because everyone loves them. And they set up these little places in the community where they give out discount milk to all their other farmers. And they try to bring people together so they can work, keep a community going strong so they can have all these small family farms in Wisconsin. I think it's an awesome story. Man, I 100% agree. In today's time, farmers are more important than ever, man. And hearing a story about an immigrant that came from Ecuador all the way to Wisconsin, like, it doesn't make any sense. So I went to Wisconsin when I was in college to run a cross-country meet. It was like negative 17 degrees. <laughs> Ridiculous. I cannot imagine going from Ecuador, this beautiful place, to this cold state in America. And not only did he go, he went, he got his master's, he worked his butt off, started from the bottom, literally worked his butt off to the top and started a business in Wisconsin and brought his whole family. Like, it doesn't get much more inspirational than that, and it's amazing to see him do this as a farmer. So yeah. Man. Before we get to Tim's, farmers making the world, community a better place, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each, because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for this topic. So whenever I was, uh, when you asked through text, like, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? It's like farmers immediately in my head. So I started looking. I couldn't find anything at first, right? I'm like, yo, I'm getting frustrated. This is annoying. But then I started doing some thinking. I was like, man, I know some urban farmers. Like, they go to the farmer's market, like, every weekend. I know a woman that makes salsa out of her jalapenos and tomatoes and stuff that she grows. And I'm just starting. Amazing. Right? It, it just blew my mind for a second. So I'm like, wait a minute. They also do stuff to help in the community. And it also helped me find my story that I'm going to talk about next after we, you know, get done with this session. But it's just amazing to me that, like, these farmers are doing so many positive things in the world. And they've been doing it for so long that, like, now... They get to inspire a whole generation of young people out here in the, in the world, in all reality, to uh, start farming again. Yeah, homemade hot sauce. 10 it's, out of 10. Dude, she was the selling best. it at Homeland, too. Her hot sauce was that good. Her salsa, whatever, it was that good. She started selling it at Homeland. Dude, for everyone that's not in Oklahoma, I don't know if there's a Homeland near you. It's oh. basically a grocery store. Facts, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Take that world. I don't know. I've never seen a Homeland outside of Oklahoma. I don't really remember. Walmarts are everywhere, though. I know that. <laughs> Walmart has taken it over. Facts. Yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. Take that. For Walmart? No, no, homemade uh, hot sauce. Oh, nice. <laughs> My roommate's mom made some once when I went over there, and it was, like, life-changing. It wasn't even spicy. It was just, like, green greatness. Yeah. Green greatness. <laughs> that is the best name. 10 out of 10 name from JP. 
What do you have for your story? Man, my story's a pretty cool one, man. So um, there's this guy by the name of Michael LaFoon, and uh, he has this vivid memory of waking up in his, in his van and just thinking like, yo, I can't do this, I'm going to die. I'm just overwhelmed. He was sleeping in his van because he was homeless. He was also dealing with a drug addiction. Um, so he was basically trying to figure out what was he going to do. And this was eight years of him living on the streets. He was at his end's wits. And he heard about this uh, garden at this kitchen he was uh, volunteering at. So he ended up checking it out and come to find out they take homeless people off the streets. And this, this project, which is called the Homeless Garden Project, takes homeless people off the streets. They find them a job inside this farm. They teach them all these new work skills. And while they're there, they help them find a job where they can stay sustainable to have a home to live in. Amazing. It's pretty wild to me, right? Because they've helped over a thousand people over the last 10 years. And Michael LaFoon's story is he was in his van, he was over it, goes to this place, and he's there for a year and a half. While he's there, he picked up all these skills. You know, he learned how to farm and pick up all kind of stuff he never thought he could pick up. He got over his addiction, but now he's a, a property manager for 48 properties. And he said, yes, I'm not a farmer at all, whatsoever. All the skills that I learned there, I do not use in my real life, but there's no way I would have thought of myself doing this without this place. There's no way I would have been able to dream without this place. So this brings me to Paul Lee. He's actually the founder of the Homeless Garden Project. And whenever he founded this place, he was actually homeless. He was in a homeless shelter and he was looking around and he was like, people need a place to dream. How can they think outside of this as if this is all they see? So he decided to get to work. Um, he got a job, he saved up money, and he created the project. And this project is really awesome because everybody that lives there, they have to work 20 hours a week on the farm, um, dealing with vegetables, dealing with flowers, herbs. Um, they get paid a wage while they're there and they are given basic job skills like I've said before. Um, it's awesome because they also go through social workers to help them find jobs that best fit them as individuals. To me, this right here is amazing because again, we talked about farmers throughout this whole entire thing. I told you how grateful I am for farmers because I know some urban farmers and it's pretty cool what they do. But then whenever you see people like this, there's farmers out here helping the homeless as well. It's almost like we really need to bring this back. Reading this article, I found out that most farmers are senior citizens. There aren't very many farmers our, our age. And right now, this right, this story and the story you talked about are just inspiring me to talk about farming more often and maybe even plant some more trees, you know? Nice, Tim. That is an awesome program. It just shows you the impact of like learning certain skills. I've always said like, my, if I ever have kids, they're gonna need to learn an instrument or play a sport because there's a certain discipline you learn and hard work and just a reliance on other people. And I guess that can apply to farming too, because I cannot imagine that being easy. Man, and especially with everything that's going on, like this is a basic life skill we all should know. Absolutely. I think we're done with stories, Tim Tim? Absolutely. I do have a quote today. In a world where you can be anything, be kind. Thank you for listening. We're out. Stay positive.